Welcome to More Than A Few Words, a marketing conversation for business owners. MTFW is a production of Roundpeg where we believe that marketing strategy should be delivered in plain English. This is Lorraine Ball. This is Jared Jewett. And this week we're going to talk about pictures. We're going to talk about tons of pictures all across the web using our favorite apps. Absolutely. And the reason we're going to do it is because pictures speak louder than words. How many times louder than words? That's the key. You know, I never really thought about it until I heard one speaker say that our brains can actually process images 60,000 times faster than we can put our wrap our heads around words. And that makes tons of sense. I mean, think how quickly you can just understand an image and think about how you have to look at words one by one to read. I mean, it's just a different process. It is. And not only can we look at a picture and grasp the meaning, we connect with the feelings and the emotions much faster, we're also more likely to remember a picture than words. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And so because of that, we're seeing this shift and we've been talking about it for years that you have to have a visual content strategy that all the social platforms are becoming more and more image dependent yeah there's no question about that um it used to be facebook right facebook was king for visual content and to some degree uh, i think it still is but now these other platforms are starting to uh, kind of usurp it What we're seeing are pictures are moving out of the supporting role and they're really moving into this primary role. And it's because every platform, Twitter, Instagram, even LinkedIn and G+, feature the image. Yeah, all the social platforms have really moved to being much more uh, visual focused. I mean, everybody kind of followed Facebook's example. And so, you know, as you're looking at your visual content strategy... The first thing you really got to think about is, yes, this image has to stop people in their tracks. I want them to pay attention and to notice the picture. But the picture also has to be relevant. It can't just be a picture of kittens when you're trying to sell social media or when you're trying to sell medical services. The picture's got to be relevant. Absolutely. It's a trust issue, right? If I'm reading what may be a snippet of what a post is about, but the picture doesn't match, it's the same thing with what Google did with authorship. Like, why would I trust that link if the image makes no sense? And so you really need to kind of step beyond just this idea of eye candy and really think about selecting pictures that match your blog posts and match your social media status updates that are relevant and connected to the content. And the second thing you need to do is you need to think about that image having a life of its own. Once it's shared on Facebook or Twitter and it's no longer connected to the blog post, does it have any meaning at all? If the picture is pinned on Pinterest, will it be relevant? You have to figure out if the picture can stand on its own, right? Because if you're doing it right, the end goal is amplification and awareness of your brand and the content you're producing. So if it's out there in the wild and makes no sense, then you've really got an issue. Well, you pretty much have a lost opportunity. Um, people will look at the picture and go, oh, that's nice, but not know what else to do. As you're selecting images for your website and for your blog posts, think about what that image is going to look like when you share it 
and maybe help it along. And one of the ways to help it along is to put a little content over the top of the picture. And this is Marketing 101, right? Creating good calls to action that actually encourage customer behavior. There's no reason you can't do that with a picture. We do it with buttons. And, you know, if you're sitting there and you're thinking, yeah, 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 that's right, Lorraine, but my, my website isn't going to be pinned on Pinterest. I, again, in this presentation, the speaker showed us all sorts of examples of companies and industries and products that I would never have thought their content would have been pinned, but it was. You'd be surprised. There is an audience out there. You know, the old saying goes, there is an audience for everything. Mm -hmm. And I think it holds strong Pinterest. It's just big enough now to where it matters. So the kind of things that are getting pinned on Pinterest, people are using it as a scrapbook or a file folder or a data collection device. So one of the things that people are doing is as they're researching a particular topic, they may create a private board or a public board where they're just pinning links to articles they want to go back to. And so if there is nothing on your page that is pinnable, the person who is collecting the link will grab it, but no one else is likely to repin it. And that's where the missed opportunity is. Exactly. There are, I think you hit it nail on the head, there are enough people who are using Pinterest as kind of a pseudo RSS feed um, that when those people who have networks that matter are sharing this content, they're sharing other people's content if your stuff isn't pinnable. And every single one of those shares is a link back to your website. So there's a lot of opportunity. Now, if you are in consumer services, if you have products and services that photograph well, that are interesting, you definitely need to be pinning those things to Pinterest. But if you don't, uh, you can still share humor, interesting, interesting photos of products, or simply have the content there so others can share it if they find it interesting. One of the other quick things you can do, and I know the speaker uh, talked to this point, is you can make an, a really quick, easy infographic about the content you're creating. It doesn't have to be super pretty. As long as the information's there and you can kind of tell that it's there in any sort of picture, that's pinnable. And uh, if you're sitting there thinking, you know, Lorraine, that's great. You've got a full-time graphic designer. And yes, we do. And she's incredibly talented. Um, but you're sitting there thinking, you know what, Lorraine, I don't have a full-time designer and I don't want to spend a lot of time. The speaker really shared some interesting and quick and dirty techniques, one of which is go ahead and take a picture and put it in PowerPoint. Everybody knows how to put a little text on top of a picture in PowerPoint. It's not fabulous, but it can be attractive. And then you can actually save individual PowerPoint slides as JPEGs. So on the fly, you can create those quick, fast, interesting, pinnable graphics for your site. She also had a link to something, I think it was called Picto... Picto Chart. which is a tool that you can use. It's relatively inexpensive. It's about 10 bucks a month to create infographics. So if your business has any data or numbers, you might want to take a look at that too. The other thing that we were kicking around, and I think this was something I, I kind of had to rearrange my thinking on, and that was Instagram. Yeah, Instagram is huge. I remember when it first came out and businesses said, we have to get on this, and then they couldn't figure out 
quite why they were on Instagram, but I think it's come full circle. And I've been telling a lot of people, you know, there really isn't a play for business on Instagram, but there is. And the play on Instagram is all about the hashtag. Yeah. Instagram is a search engine first and foremost, right? Uh, People post their own uh, private and public content. uh, But beyond that, people go to it to search for the images and topics that they're interested in. And so... um, Unlike, I think, maybe Twitter, where you see a lot of fun hashtags, and if you are a business and you are trying to get visibility on Instagram, the first thing I would recommend that you do is use the Discover tab and search for hashtags. We did, uh, we did one today for a jewelry company. I simply searched silver necklace and came up with literally nine thousand images and the second image I clicked on it said like this image go ahead and download our coupon for 10% off and it was embedded in the comment in the Instagram upload wow I actually didn't realize it could do that that's uh, that's super important and again I always like to say it that's a link back to your website this is just another place where you can host your awesome content Get the people who are really searching for what you have to provide and lead them back to your storefront. And the difference between Instagram and Facebook, and yes, you can push to Facebook from Instagram, but the difference between the two platforms is, quite honestly, Facebook hasn't mucked up Instagram yet. Not yet. Yeah, Facebook algorithm says we don't really like business content anymore, but they have yet, fingers crossed, to translate that that part of their code over to Instagram. You know, on Facebook, um, on your very best day, your content is seen by your friends and your fans. Instagram is less about reading a news feed, and it is more about the search. So because people are simply searching for hashtags and things they're interested in, you've got huge opportunities to be visible to prospective customers without censorship. And in that regard, I think Instagram is still much more like Twitter than it is Facebook. Absolutely. Uh, you know, and a quick tip, make sure that your Instagram account for your business, um, the account name matches what people would put into a Google search bar uh, for your company. Mm-hmm. So if they like the images you're sharing, they see, you know, it's Joe's ABC Mechanic Shop, then they know to Google, to Google and type in Joe's ABC Mechanic Shop and find you. Cool. So we've talked a little bit about Instagram and we've talked a little bit about Pinterest. Um, I just want to jump back and also talk a little bit about images on Twitter. And I don't think uh, a lot of us that use um, tools like Hootsuite and other apps, I think people are missing opportunities to really make their images visible on Twitter. Yeah, Twitter uh, took kind of the extra step to bring photos to the forefront of their native platform. So if you're not using what you, the tools that you can get at twitter.com, uh, then you're right. It is actually much more difficult to share a, a photo that people don't see in their streams and in their timelines. You know, people don't realize that if you're using TweetDeck or you're using Hootsuite, and believe me, I use these tools a lot, if you upload a picture through those tools, then what people see is, hey, cool sunset, 
and then a link to the picture. But if you flip over to the Twitter app and you upload that photo, then the picture itself appears in the timeline. So as you're managing your social media strategy and your visual content strategy, if you've got an image that's really important, switch over to the native app. And I think it's important in this conversation uh, specifically to know that Instagram photos also don't show up on Twitter anymore. They used to before Instagram was bought by Facebook and Facebook and Twitter are competitors. So Twitter took away Instagram photos uh, just in, in people's timelines. I mean, they'll share. You can still share. Can oh, you absolutely. Share them? You can find the link. You can find the link, but you no longer see the actual photo unless you click the link. And, you know, we all know that in that scroll, you're going to get a lot more eyes in the scroll than you will if people have to click. Mm -hmm. So as you're sitting at your desk and you're thinking about, okay, I've got to get into this whole image arena, you're probably thinking, oh my God, I'm going to have to hire professional photographers, I'm going to have to have lots of stock photography. And that really isn't true. No, not at all. If you have a smartphone, you know, take it out. Take a picture of your product. Take a picture of your people offering their services and and upload it to social media. And actually, if you happen to look at the blog post for today's podcast, you're going to see a photograph of our office cat, Truman, who was helping Jared think through what he was going to say during the recording. It was too perfect. He was too sweet today. And so... Real images of real things taken by real people are going to go a long way in terms of engaging and inter- exciting and interacting with your audience. This has been another episode of More Than A Few Words. Thanks for listening.